Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Uh, today we have Hannah Van Den Bygart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did it. Um, and she is an actress. Uh, she's best known for her Emmy nomination um, for the Emmys in 2019. And I want to tell you guys so much about that because the other actors in her category are ones that we all know and love very well. Um, but I'm going to let her talk more about that. But in the meantime, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. I'm very excited. <laughs> Excellent. I'm excited too. Thanks for coming. Um, so I want to just dive right in and tell me about where you were born and raised. So I was born actually in Oakville. Ontario oh. so like right close to Toronto and then when I was five I moved to Ottawa and then I grew up in Ottawa okay cool. and then since I was 18 I've been back and forth between Toronto and Ottawa like a lot why, why did you end up moving to Ottawa? Was like um, my dad's stuff. a soil scientist. It's very exciting. I know he's a, honestly that is cool. He's a dirt doctor. It's I, cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I was <laughs> he like digs holes for himself and like measures soil. Yeah, it's cool. What? <laughs> that is cute. actually so cool. Does he work for um, like a company or does he have his own? No, he works for Agriculture Canada, so the government. So that's why he went there. Oh yes, because mm-hmm. it's very government. But he's also an affiliate professor at Guelph University. I think I don't know. So oh, I'm like, cool. Dad, like we could move back to Toronto like it would be great but he doesn't like the traffic so oh yeah we're in Ottawa that's a problem (laughs) um oh my god that's literally so interesting and cool like who even knew like obviously those people exist but like I just never even really thought like (gasps) oh he's also let me tell you he's also I'm just gonna hype my dad for a second he's very humble he doesn't tell anyone this he's on the board of directors for the soil something for the UN he oh, literally cool. for the United Nations. He went to Rome, and he like he never told any. He, he's like, yeah, we're just going to Rome, and I was like, oh, cool. And then a week before, my mom's like, <laughs> do you know that he's working for the United Nations? Like that's why we're going. Oh, I was like, my all God. right, Dad. So he yeah. just like totally low key about it. Yes, exactly. That is really cool and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we've all benefited from his research. Yeah, he's like a little like soil science rock star. Like I'm very, I'm very happy. That's that he's awesome. my dad. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Um, amazing. So you, you did your majority of like growing up there in Ottawa then, right? Yes. But, um, my granny and my aunt still lived and live in Oakville. Oh, okay. So like we would be back here like probably like three times a year. Okay. So it was good. So I kind of had best of both worlds situation. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. And in, um, school, were you like always kind of into acting from like day one? No, I wasn't. I was such a shy kid. So I was like more myself when I was at home with my family. Um, and I would put on plays and stuff with like my cousins with in front of my aunts and uncles and my parents. But when I was at school, I was very shy. I had like a lot of social anxiety. Oh no! So I was very into like book smart, uh, like book stuff because I knew that like math and science, there's one definitive answer. Yeah. And, like if I get that right, then I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get embarrassed. All this stuff. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, I didn't even. I never took drama except. I mean, like I never took drama in high school, and I never took drama in elementary school unless it was like part of a curriculum like you were forced to it wasn't like an elective you could take like all that stuff interesting yeah so and did you do like any sports or anything like that or no (laughs) I didn't I I went into um hockey when I was in grade six so that was when I was 10 or 11 which is pretty late to go into it I I actually went in at that age too oh really Mm -hmm. well I how long did you play for like two years and I was like I'm done with these Saturday morning 5 a.m wake up like I don't like it that much same and I also wasn't good either so (laughs) it's just a a double thing yeah but um I did soccer when I was like young young and it's basically like everyone just 
follows the ball like yeah yeah. actually really (laughs) playing (laughs) but um yeah that was it I'm not I wasn't very sporty I wasn't very I was a little artsy with like drawing and stuff like that and I played piano I still play piano um I'm classically trained but like and singing and stuff like that but I was never outward with it which is very much you know acting is very much putting yourself out there you're on a stage or you're in front of a camera Mm -hmm. so it was very I was still very expressive in that way but it was kind of it was hidden in a way Nice. Because I was shy. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So, and did you have any siblings? Yes. I have um, a younger brother and a younger sister. So, my brother is five years younger than me, and then my sister is two, no, three years younger than I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, the oldest. I'm so the did oldest. You, did you, like, ha- like, recruit them to be in your plays? Yes. Um, I did. Um, I remember my brother was, like, way too young for, like, me recruiting him. He was, like, in diapers, and I was, like, five. And I was, like, I'm going to be a Disney princess. Like, he couldn't do anything. Right, right, right. But I recruited my cousins. So my cousin, Niall, I remember was the prince, which was really weird. And then (laughs) uh, my cousin, Beck, I think he was, like, an evil sorcerer. We did, like, Sleeping Beauty. Um, Nice. And that's the one I remember. But we did a couple other plays and, like, showcases and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, when did you sort of get the acting bug? So, um, I think, I think what happened was um, in grade seven, eight, I had a lot of social anxiety, and like, I missed a lot of school. It was a very like dark time for me. Um, and at that time, I would always, I would always like miss school because I was just so like not okay. And what I would do to fill my time is I'd to make me happy, I'd, I'd watch all these shows like Nickelodeon and Disney and I would go on YouTube and look at the behind the scenes stuff and I would see, oh my God, they're having so much fun. I mean, a lot of it's like highly produced, like I get that now, but at that time I was like, oh my God, I want to be part of that. I want to be on a, on a set and all that stuff. Um, and then, so what I did was we went to go get in, uh, an agent, blah, 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 blah. we went to go see an agency to try to get an agent I did that did end up becoming my agent it was kind of like a scam it was like a model talent oh, agency kind of thing I've yeah but the good thing was is because I signed with them then they're like oh you should probably go get acting classes so I went to this place in Ottawa this acting um class and it was very much about like using your own pain and your own self and you know kind of direct that through the character and because I was going through so much at the time mm. it was kind of a release for me and then also on, on top of that I could I could care about a character and like figure everything out in their world and it was almost like I could escape from like my separate from yeah, you completely separate from me and I was like I'm just this character right now and it's fine so I think it was when I was in grade eight, when I was 13, because also it's like a release, like you're crying or you're screaming and stuff like that. So it was very yeah. therapeutic. Um, and then I remember I got my first role when I was 15, first film role, and I had three lines on this. Um, but that's amazing. Thing. Sorry, was that was it your yeah, first yeah, role it. ever? It was my first role ever when and I was 15. And it was a, in a film. It was a film. It was... That's like not... Like that's pretty rare. Yeah. I feel but like it, most people do like a commercial or something. I know. And I've, I've, I've only really done one TV show. Like I've only really done one TV show and then a guest star one. So I'm, I'm mostly film, which is really interesting. And that's actually what I want to do. Nice. But um, yeah, I was very, very lucky. And so I had one day on set. I had three lines. And I was wearing um, this giant, not giant, but I, I had lots of layers of like skirts and stuff because it was a period piece. And it was like, it was during the summer. I had to cancel my exams or push my exams. Oh, my great. high school was amazing that they wow. allowed me to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And then um, during that time, I also did a school play 
and everyone was mad at me because I got the lead role or one of the lead roles and I wasn't in the drama class as I like said before oh. and but also, you were just skipping ahead and doing it properly anyway because what is a high school drama like, no offense to any high school <laughs> drama teachers but like a lot of them are like pushed into like I think in our case like it was like the art teacher that just also taught drama like they weren't re- they weren't yeah. actors well he he was kind of an actor but he he definitely wanted to be more of an actor I think um I shouldn't bash him I mean he's like great yeah but yeah. um that was your perception yeah that was my perception and um he uh but yeah so and usually the lead roles go to like the grade 12s the one that is the ones that have been there the longest and the ones with most experience so I did have like a little bit of a target on my back and I played Milady de Winter in um, The Three Musketeers, the oh, play. Nice. So I got to play with, like, daggers and swords and stuff, which was terrifying. Because, like, <laughs> some of them, like, they were dulled, but they were still, like, you could still do damage. Oh, they damage. were still real? <laughs> they were, well, th- yes, they were real. Like, they were, like, metal. Like, they were heavy. Oh, shit. Um, but they were dulled. Right. So right. it was okay, but at the same time, like, you can't go for someone's head. Like, you have to be very careful of where you're hitting them. And I have, and Milady de Winter is a character that fights with two swords, because she's oh so, like, God. malicious that she doesn't care about, like, being fair. So if someone has one sword, she's like, oh, yeah, I have a dagger and a sword. Like, come right, at me. Right, right, right. So that was just, that was insane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I want to ask you quickly about this film. Does it Was it uh, in Ottawa, like, filming? Or where did you have to go? Yes, it was filmed at North Canada Village or something. I forget. It was, it's like this, uh, it was, it was, I think, an hour away from downtown Ottawa. Um, towards Quebec, I think. I'm not sure where it was, but um, it was just a very small part, and the film didn't really go go very far. It was, like, for a church. It was a very religious film, mm. and it was produced by an Australian company. So it oh. wasn't... I don't think... I don't think it was, there was a wide release there at all. Like, yeah. I couldn't even find clips for my demo reel. Like, that's how oh kind of small God. it was. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it was a great experience. Like, totally. first time on set, and the two actors that were playing my parents, so they ha- they were the lead roles, um, they really took me under their wing and, like, taught me things. Nice. And like, they said, reset, and I didn't know what that meant. And she was like, it's okay, honey. Like, we'll just fold up the towel now and, like, re-put and, like, it. redo yeah, it. Re- yeah, redo it, because it was a lower budget. And um, Oh, so you guys yeah. were having to reset yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean... I didn't know anything about film, so I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is what you do as an actor, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you remember your lines? No, I was, I think I said, no, I don't, I think I said um, something about, look, um, dad's in the paper, or papa's in the paper, and like, then my two brothers that were played, I forget what their names are, but um, they like grabbed the paper from me and then had a fight over it, and then I was just like, oh, that wasn't very nice, and like, that's it. Like, it was just like, (laughs) But still, a speaking role in a film, like, that's still a major accomplishment. And, like, the other thing is, like, the opportunity, like, even for you to get that opportunity being in Ottawa, like, not a lot of shit, like, shoots there. A hundred percent. And Alona Smythe, it was, she's the main casting director in Ottawa. I have to, like, shout her out because she's amazing, first of all. She's, a lot of things that are filming in Ottawa now, and she's casting a lot of them and doing background on a lot of them, too. Um, But, yeah, she definitely called me in and... uh, you know, would call me in consistently. And that was the first role that I ever got. So, like, thank you, Alona Smith. Oh, wow. You're great. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, I guess, so, so beneficial sometimes, too, to, to, like, for it to be maybe, like, a smaller area with, like, just fewer... A hundred percent. Because I think I think my next, like, few roles, it was, it was easier for them to hire me because they were like, oh, she has something under her belt, mm-hmm. even though it was a very small role and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it, it... Yeah, it definitely was beneficial. Totally. Mm -hmm. I experienced, um, I'm not going to talk about myself too much, but just to sort of relate to that. Go for it. (laughs) No, but it's your story. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but so I went to school for uh, radio broadcasting. Okay. And um, fitting. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and we did like t- t- television as well. But mm-hmm. um, I really was attracted to radio and uh, all the all the I'm saying kids who were really like like kind of springboarding and getting like success fast were all these kids from the small, like the smallest towns who had like moved here to go to school. And they're like, oh, I'm just gonna move home, like live with my parents and work at the local radio station. I was like, oh, how nice. Like I'm from Toronto. So like that wasn't an option here. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a local, like the local radio station are the national radio stations in this country. It's a smaller market. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, so I I found it to be so, so we were having to like go to the small markets and then get our experience there. And then, cause like I, what I found is like the the experience like the the size of the project doesn't matter it's the type of like role that you have because you were on a film set with a speaking role so whether that was for your local church or for you know the Cannes Film Festival Mm -hmm. that's ultimately the type of work that you want to do so if you just keep on like growing like do you know what I mean whereas like if we were in like background in a big production but like you're back you you weren't speaking like do you know what I mean I think it's better to have the type of role that you want in a smaller thing and then keep doing that and I think also well it's great now because obviously a lot of productions from Hollywood and everywhere they want to shoot in cities that it's cheaper yeah. and it is cheaper compared to Hollywood to shoot in Toronto but it is even cheaper to shoot in Ottawa or mm-hmm. Winnipeg or all these Canadian cities so similar to me people that lived in Winnipeg or maybe even Calgary um you know, if they lived there and they were acting, they always needed to hire like local hires just to save money for like traveling them and like putting yeah. them up in a hotel. So if people got enough roles in like Calgary and they got enough like little like guest roles on like TV shows, they could maybe then move to a market in like Vancouver or something yeah. and then they can audition there and then the casting directors there are like, wow, they have so much experience. Exactly. But it's, I mean, not that they're not talented and they didn't work hard, but it is, it was easier for them to do that compared to someone maybe in Vancouver who started out with everyone there. With ever, exactly. Or, or here. Exactly. Toronto. In Toronto. Um, no, it's so true. So that's really good that you kind of got um, that sort of like experience out of the gate. And like, I'm assuming <clears throat> you already told me that you're 22. So yeah. when you, wh- how long ago was this? Like that was seven years ago, yeah. So that it feels was, like way longer too. Yeah, <laughs> That's wild, yeah. Um, so that yeah, so that was even at that time too, like still like the beginning of. I think things were mostly still shooting in Vancouver at that time, and I think Toronto was just starting at mm-hmm. that point to like really have. And then I guess like you said, Ottawa too. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Okay, so then what did you do after that? Like, did you have any? So and what, and what grade were you in at that point? I was in grade ten, going into grade eleven. Okay. So then, in grade eleven, at the end of grade ten, that's when I auditioned for um, the Three Musketeers. In grade eleven, at the beginning, that's okay. when we did the Three Musketeers. I got a Cappy nomination, which was very exciting. What's that? So it's like I don't know. It's like the it's like the Oscars of like Canadian or not Canadian Ottawa um, plays and musicals that schools oh. do. Yeah. So it's like, it's very, that's it was cool. very a big thing. And it's at Toronto the doesn't have that, NAC. I, I know that's stupid. That's the good thing about being in like a small city. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's true. Small city. I small. mean, Ottawa is the no, but capital. Com- comparative to like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I kind of put acting on the back burner because I just was really focused on school and I was really set on becoming a dermatologist. I was like, I love skin. I'm oh. doing this. Um, where did that come from? Ever since I, when I was like five, or not five, when I was in grade five, I was like always, I was interested in skin. I'd always been interested in, interested in skin, but it was in grade five where I was like, I think I'm going to be an esthetician. And then my dad was like, Hannah, like 
you're good at science and he's obviously I was gonna say I feel like your dad may have had a little bit of a he was like why don't you like research dermatology and I was like oh so I looked at it and I I saw like oh my god there's chemistry involved in all this stuff so I wanted to become a dermatologist but then obviously the acting bug hit me when I was 13 so it was a very like mixed kind of like I didn't know where I wanted to go right um and then at the end of grade 12, so I'd already been accepted to my universities that I wanted to go to. And Which ones did you apply to? I applied to, um, oh, I forget. I think I, I applied to two uh, programs at U of T and then a program at Ottawa U. And then I got into all of them. And then I still went to Ottawa U, which is stupid because, like, I love Toronto. So I, I don't understand why why I did that. I think it's But are you I, able to live at home, though, exactly. right? And that makes a big I difference. I think that's why I did it. Um but uh, anyways, at the end of grade 12, I think around probably May, I was like, wow, mom, maybe I want to get back into acting. And at that time, I was still with that like act, that agent, the model and talent agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't sending me out for things because obviously it wasn't very good. Um, but I, I kind of reached out to her. I said, yeah, like I want to kind of get back into acting, I think which was really random. But then she she was like, okay. And then I started researching workshops. And there was a workshop for Larissa Mayer. Larissa Mayer is a casting director in Toronto. She I've does a lot of, of her. Yeah, she does a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney stuff. She's also branching out. She does a lot of things. But at that time, it was primarily Degrassi, um, Disney, and Nickelodeon. And... And obviously me growing up when I was 13, I was like, I want to be on Disney Nickelodeon. So I was like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. So I, she was coming to Ottawa. I signed up, I went in and it was a bunch of people that were there. And I did a scene from Degrassi and then a scene from Life with Boys. It was like a Nickelodeon sitcom at the time. I know Tori Webster. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I did two scenes and she like loved me. She, she was like, you're a star. Like, you are amazing. Oh, my God. Wow. That's amazing. Everyone, look at what she's doing. It was crazy because I I hadn't taken an acting class in, like, three, four years, whatever I did it when I was 13. So I was like, oh, I guess I still have it. Um, yeah. So then I graduated. And then I got an email the day before Canada Day that year um, saying... So this is the summer you're about to go into yes. university. Okay. Yeah. So, so a month later, I get an email saying, hey, from my agent saying, hey, Larissa Mayer has you know, requested that you go in for a lead role in a new Nickelodeon um, or a new YTV trilogy, which knowing it did go to Nickelodeon at the end. But um, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So on, so I got that the day before Canada Day. Canada Day happened. And then the day after Canada Day, it was the actual audition. So then my dad drove me to Toronto. Um, I went in to do the audition. Um, I, and then I go into the audition. Turns out it's like actually a callback. It's a director producer session. So I just skipped. Oh, so you skipped. I skipped oh, everything. So I went in, the producers and director, um, were in LA. So they were just Skyping in. Um, so I did it and I'm glad I didn't know that that was happening because I think it would have been put more pressure. On exactly. Yourself, sure. So then I just kind of went in. I was like, Oh, I guess these are people on Skype, like whatever. And then I left and I thought it went super, super well. Um, and then I found out about three weeks later that, that I got it and I lost my mind. I was like, what? Oh my God, this is like amazing. Um, and what was the show called? It was called, uh, Bruno and Boots. So okay. they're actually on Netflix now, I think. Oh, nice. Um, there's three of them. So that, that summer I shot Bruno and Boots, go jump in the pool. And then the following summer I shot the next two. So, okay, yeah. cool. I was, I was very lucky. Larissa Mayer really fought for me. Wow. Um, to come in cause turns out they were looking for that role since, since May. Oh, and so they had wow. found they they've been looking for the girl for two months. They couldn't find anyone in Toronto. So it's wow. very lucky that I got the role because Larissa obviously came to Ottawa, saw me, and was like, oh my God. 
And then that was also very lucky because I was able to submit to agencies in Toronto and everyone was very interested in me because they're like, who is this girl from Ottawa that beat out all of our talent in Toronto? Mm -hmm. No girl in Toronto this age could get that role. Why did she get that role? Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky that there was kind of a hype around me and that's how I got my Toronto agent, my first Toronto agent. Uh Yeah. It's crazy. Did you have to like live here while that show shot? So it was shooting in Hamilton at McMaster University. So I stayed with my aunt in Oakville. Oakville. Yes, exactly. So it worked out. Oh my God, that's amazing. And so did it shoot over that? summer then yes it did went like uh, so like july august to go into production like right away or yeah three weeks later right? it went it went into production in august so it was oh, okay i think it was it, i did, did i celebrate my birthday on the set no i didn't so it, it took three weeks to shoot so at towards the end oh, of july and then into august so then we're at this point are you having to like defer university or so well i was supposed to go into full-time university at audible u and actually live on residence because i wanted to have an experience of a semester right. living there so i obviously canceled residence and said okay i'm only going to do part-time school um and then i bought a train pass so i could go back and forth between ottawa and toronto um and because i signed with that new agent i started going to auditions in toronto mm-hmm. and then i was in this market which is very it was very different than ottawa so yeah. i was like having to deal with i was like seeing all these actors that i kind of grew up watching on ytv and yeah. um family channel and i was like oh i'm going up against them so it was very scary for me totally yeah so that's what happened then yeah so oh my gosh so then wait at that point so when did you finish shooting that then so I finished shooting at the end of August of 2015 I finished shooting Bruno and Boots oh go jump in the pool so the first one so you could have so then did you end up going to university then so I did yes oh you did so I did go to university at Ottawa U I did two three courses three courses math um anatomy and something else um part-time part-time and you're living at home and I was Um, living at home and then my parents once a week would drive me at least once a week would drive me to the train station um, so that I could get here to Union to do an acting class and then also like sometimes auditions. Holy shit, that's it, so exhausting. It was crazy. Because <laughs> tra- it's a, it's already like a four-hour drive, isn't it? So the train's got to be like a five-hour... It, it it's like a four-hour train ride, okay, which so is nice. That is nice. Thank God. But so like how are you even timing that? Like would you just come in for the class and then four hours back? Or like would you sit... Yes. Oh my God. And usually the classes, the classes I was taking at that time because I was younger, I was doing the youth classes at LB Acting Studios. And so those were on Sundays. So I was doing... Um, so I was coming in on the Sunday just for that three hours and then I would come home that night. Oh my gosh. So you're doing yeah. eight hours a day of travel for a three hour class. Yes. But like the... Dead the I know and I still do that but the, the train has Wi-Fi and like a bathroom. It's fine. That's true. And honestly, you, you were what? Like 18 at the time or something? Yes, exactly. I feel like I would have probably had more patience like that. At yeah. the time. And if you really want something like you'll and, just oh, do whatever. And so. I had a... T- that's the thing. I had a taste of it. Like I was like, oh, I know what it's like to be on set. A lead of on a, on a set and like be on the work on a film the entire way through like I was hungry for it right I'd like taste of it and I was like I want this you didn't consider living um or staying over like at your aunt's place or whatever or Um, was that an option I think it was an option but I still wanted to live at home I don't know why I think um I'm not sure why um probably just easier yeah it was easier like I think that's the other reason why that's probably the reason why I didn't go to Toronto right yeah um I think I I think I still wanted to live at home. And my friends were in Toronto, all or in Ottawa. Ottawa. And also, actually, before, I think, so in 2015, the year I was graduating, I started working for a princess company. 
where I went to like little kids' birthday parties. Oh, and it was, like, yeah, and that was like the year of the Elsa, wasn't it? Ex- like everyone yes. was like freaking out for Elsa. Okay. So I was, I was Elsa. Oh, that's um, so cool. Oh, so nice. and, it, and you make like you, I made a lot of money doing that. So I was nice. also like, okay, I also have a part time job in Ottawa, so I'll keep doing that. It also helps my acting because mm-hmm. I have to work on voices and like my mannerisms and. Um, you know, doing monologues essentially, like reading stories to kids, doing monologues, singing. So it was like it was helping my acting too. That's awesome. So yeah, that is an acting role. Exactly. Just live versus like. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. <clears throat> so okay, so that was the first sort of acting, th- um, like like big job that you got, mm-hmm. I guess. And then uh, when did you get your next one? So it's kind of it's kind of crazy what happened that next year. So going into first year of university part-time. So I started doing acting classes in Toronto and going on auditions in Toronto. And I... Oh, and really quick, who's your... who? What agent did you end up signing with in Toronto? Uh, so my first agent with, was Ambition Talent. Okay, cool. So... Um, and did I you have a separate one in Ottawa as well? No. Or just they no, just I represented you? No, I completely switched. Um, Julia Schneider. And nice. I... And uh, technically David Ritchie too, but it, my main... Uh, person was Julia Schneider and I love her. I still love her. She's amazing. Are you still with them? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I switched um, at the end of 2018 to uh, Michael White and I love him too. Nice. Like, yes, awesome. I love all, all of them. <laughs> um, but so that next year I was starting to do auditions in Toronto and it was a different market. There was all these actors that were incredible, had a lot of experience. Um, and I didn't book anything that first year and it was really hard on me because I was also doing part-time school. So I just felt almost like a failure. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not getting any callbacks. The only, the only one I think I got was I got very close to booking a lead of a Nickelodeon show called Let It Ride. I was, I think the second choice or the third choice or something. And that was, those auditions were around December of that year. So around Christmas time. Um, and I was very close to it and then I didn't get it. So it was obviously a huge letdown. Uh, and then I really wasn't doing well at all. I think mentally I wasn't doing well at all because I was very confused. My whole schedule was whack because I was doing part-time school. And you're like traveling and so I was, much. Exactly. So um, it's it's actually crazy what happened in 2016. So that following summer. So usually I work during the summers. Um, so I'll just like lay this out. So yeah. I booked um, Make It Pop, the next two Bruno and Boots um, uh, a role in an Ottawa movie called Precious Things, and then reboot all within the span of two months. What? It was. It was. No, I'm not kidding. When like it rains, it pours. It, yeah. it was insane. So what's Make It Pop? Another Make show? It Pop. It was a Nickelodeon show. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, it's not on anymore. I think there were two seasons, but I was on a summer special, so I was on an hour episode. Okay, guest cool. star. Um, so basically, what happened was in July or no June of that year. Um, I was like, I want to get back into acting class. So I had kind of stopped around November of 2015. So in 2016, June, I was like, I want to get back into acting class. I took this acting class, um, same thing at LB, but I was in the adult class, I believe. And then I saw this open casting call on Facebook that Larissa Mayer, um, casting and associates put out for a reboot. And so I Googled the show. I knew that it was an, I saw that it was an old show that they were bringing back, like rebooting. Um, they were rebooting reboot and oh, it's called reboot it, and it's also a reboot. Oh my yes, God, isn't so that confusing. wild? Yeah, yes. I was like, what? I was gonna ask you about that, but I'm like, I'll let you finish first. Yes, <laughs> but I saw that it was a giant. It had a giant fan base. Okay, and I was like, wow, this could be really big. So I um, forwarded it to my agent. And I said, hey, I'm gonna tape for this because it was an open call. They had their sides there, and then my agent was like, cool. And then the next day, she said, don't tape for it. I got you an audition in the room. Oh, I was beautiful. Like, Thank you. So. Um, I remember driving to Toronto with my mom. I went in for the role of Tamara because that was the only role I could go out for because the rest of them were guys or they were different ethnicities. Um, there were only two girl roles and Vera was was supposed to be, um, her ethnicity was supposed to be Asian. 
So I uh, so I went in for Tamara. It was the worst audition of my life. I'm not kidding you. I went in. I like kept flubbing up my lines. I actually thought it was terrible. I went to the car afterwards and we were driving back home to Ottawa and I was crying to my mom saying my agents are going to drop me. I haven't booked. I like I was I was oh, oh no. it was wild. Oh, so like no. complete 180. Right. So then um, I get an email from my agent saying oh by the way um, Larissa or the producers for reboot want to come want you to come in for Vera and so I emailed back saying like they know that I'm not Asian right like I'm not like I don't I don't fit it and they said yeah yeah they they know that but I guess they want to see you so I was like all right I also didn't think that my Vera is also supposed to be the um comedic relief in the show and I was like I'm not that funny like mm. this is weird so um and then I got an email again from my agent being like Larissa Mare wants you to come in for a guest star role for make it pop oh, fuck Larissa is just I, fucking it she is like god bless this I woman I know so then <laughs> I um so I went in for um so I went in for make it pop before I went in for uh, reboot again and I went in, Larissa was really trying to help me. Like she was coaching me through the audition. It was amazing. Um, and so at the end she said, oh yeah, I don't know why the producers want to call you in for Vera, but like, I'll see you. I'll see you um, in a couple of days for it. So I left the Make It Pop audition. And then I was like, this is my second chance for reboot. So I got coaching. I really like learned my lines. Shout out to Charlie Gillespie, who I met that day of the audition that I had coaching. And he walked with me for I think for an hour to the audition and ran lines with me because if he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have known my lines for the audition. Oh wow. Yeah. He's on like charmed, like the CW oh, yeah, show charmed. Know, like yeah. he's doing, he worked with John Travolta. He's doing well. I adore him. I adore you, Charlie. You're amazing. Nice. Um, but so yeah, I went to the audition. I, because I did coaching, I knew the character inside and out. I had this voice. I had the mannerisms, everything. And I went in and like, I think Larissa hadn't seen anyone who done it like that, like who fully like took control of the character and just like played a robot essentially because she's a robot, she's oh, an AI. Wow. Um, and so I did that. And she's like, "Wow, that was amazing." Um, and then I got word from my agent saying that you were doing Bruno, that Bruno and Boots got picked up again, so you're doing the next two Bruno and Boots. Then I got word that I got the Make It Pop thing. Um, oh it my was, god! It was crazy. And then. The, I think the second week of shooting Bruno and Boots, so we shot Make It Pop for one week, then there were two weeks off, and then we started shooting the next two Bruno and Boots, and then I think the second Like, next week, two seasons? Well, it was it was, it was was a TV show. Or not a TV show. It was a TV movie. Oh, okay. Yes, so, so it was, it was like movie. one, two, and three. Like yes. Songs. Okay. Um, so it was a trilogy, and um, so I was shooting that, and then I think the second week into shooting that, I got word that they wanted me to come in to do the producer-director session for a reboot. So then I did that, hey. um, and then... That same day, I went to do ADR for Make It Pop, and then I went back to set. And then during that time, I also did uh, a self tape for this role in Ottawa called Precious Things that Mike Migliera was casting. And then I booked that as well. And so I got a call at the oh end of God. August <laughs> saying, "Hey, by the way, you booked Precious Things in Ottawa, and then you also booked Reboot." And I lost my mind. Oh, and wait, so were those, were, were any of these things like overlapping scheduling or was no. it just working out? It was working out. Oh I, my I think God. I had two days before I shot Precious Things between Bruno and Boots and Precious Things. <gasps> so how do you prepare like on two days? That would be so stressful. I don't know. And then also that year, so it started in September, right? The Precious Things. I was going into full-time, uh, full-time semester at Ottawa U. Cause I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't care if I have to, I have to work. I'm going to do this. So I got Precious Things and I was like, 
uh, shit. So, so did you do yeah. end up doing full time school? Did yeah. You, oh my god, I didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But wait, so how did that work? Because like, weren't they shooting during the day and like they were? But I was a smaller role, so I only had I think I had ten days on set or something like that. Oh, okay. So I was very interspersed. I would like miss a day of school, and then I had, I I'd probably miss like one to two days a week of school. Okay, so you were yeah. able to make it work. I was still able to go to some classes. Nice. Not necessarily make it work, because I didn't do but very like, well. But, but, like, you still yeah. completed it, right? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. so that's... So, okay, that is crazy. And honestly, I hear that with, like, everybody in every industry, with everything. Like, every business is like that, too. Like, I always hear of, like, you know, no traction for, like, eight, a year, 18 months. And then all of a sudden, like like you said, it rains, it pours. Um, so that's what, the summer, summer 16? No, yeah, summer no, 16. No pun intended. Um... <laughs> And, uh, and, and that was what, five jobs, four jobs, five jobs? That was, uh, technically five projects, but four jobs because Broom and Boots, that, like that was two movies, two, but, but it was the same, same character. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and you got through, that was a whole summer you got through it all. And yeah. then you're shooting that other TV movie in, in September, right? Yeah. And then Reboot hadn't started shooting. So <clears throat> oh, Reboot right. got pushed to shooting in February of that's 2017. Convenient. I know. That's convenient for you. Um, and uh, I'm really happy that it went through because there were, I think there were three months of negotiations. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like money and stuff. Yeah, there. I think, yeah. And also my agent, my agents were incredible and really like fought for us to get the best deal possible. Nice. Um, so me and the guy who played Trey, so his name's Gabriel Dark, who's also from Toronto. He was repped by, he's repped by the same agency. Oh, nice. So it's so they had leverage to make all those i think they had right, leverage because they were like we have two of the people that you want yeah that's right? nice yeah so it's just pretty great that's good so oh my gosh so did at that point did you feel like oh my god like acting is what i'm gonna do like my career is kicked yes. off yes. and so how did you feel about like being in school still were you just like like there to just finish or did you consider dropping out ever i did consider dropping out because I mean, I was like, I, I st but the thing is, I always had, I, I have an academic mind. Like that's, right. that's, I think it's ingrained in me. I think I got it from my dad. I just, I always have loved it. So I did end up dropping out of Ottawa U because I couldn't do it in yeah. the next semester. So I stopped that next semester and then obviously like I just didn't go back. Um, but uh, yeah, I went, I started at Queens University. So Queens Online, I think 2000. Uh, 18. So you are, you're just determined. I'm to for, like, I'm, I will get my Bachelor want. of Science. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do it. It's going to take so, me eight years, but I'm going to do it. But that's honestly the power to you. Um, and if it's important to you, then you should mm -hmm. do it, right? Yeah. Um, so hold on. So you ended up um, uh, not going back. Uh, was Second this like, semester. So this is, this is January of 17? Yeah. Now? January of 17, yes. Okay. Um, and then at that point you're just like, okay, I'm an actor full time. Yeah. Because also I, I like, I knew I was going, they shot reboot in Victoria, BC. Okay. So I was going to Victoria for two months. Okay. So, so I was like, there, I but... cannot, I cannot do school. Yeah. Also the work hours were insane on reboot. Like we were doing 14 hour days. Oh. It, it, we, the good thing was, is that every, so there were five of us that were like the main cast and we were in almost, but all of us were in almost every day. So we really like helped each other out. So we nice. would, and everyone, oh my God, those, like I've never had such good chemistry with people in my life. They, wow. and we clicked immediately after two days. So, um, we would run lines in our trailers. We would just hang out at lunch. Like it was amazing. So it's more so, it's a lot about the fact that I had those people to kind of like back me up and we really like kept each other going. 
because we just vibed off of each other. So it was almost like um, constant energy. It yeah. Was just, it was amazing. That is so valuable, especially when you're getting tired. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I feel the same when you have somebody else. Like, um, like I'm working on a few projects and like I have a business partner in, mm-hmm. in one of them and like it's just one person, but like we vibe very well also. Yes. And like there's days where I'm like, oh my God, like I literally can't focus and like she just does what needs to get done. Like I don't ask her, she doesn't tell me. Like we just, we you get just it. know you get to each other. Exactly. Or yes. like, or vice versa. Like she's like, you know, or she was traveling recently and I was like, okay, I'm going to like just like, not take the brunt of things, but like, you just know, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, no one's gonna make anyone feel bad or whatever. Like, but if that is like so invaluable, I think that's like such a, um, a core and true partnership when you can do that with yes. somebody, it's like unspeakable. You just like, you can just like tell like, okay, you know, Hannah's tired today. I'm going to like help her out a little bit or like vice versa. It's, it's a so, gift. It is. It's a gift, a gift truly. And also for us, it was a gift because you know, we weren't, we didn't choose our our, our castmates like they yeah. put us together yeah um without even meeting we didn't have a chemistry test oh so wow. we just kind of showed up in victoria all of us were out like, from out of town yeah exactly <laughs> we all stayed in the same hotel except for a jay who lived in victoria oh, okay so it was oh my god and the thing is like that this similar to you you know some days i was feeling pretty like tired and run down and stuff and a jay would be like come on hannah let's go oh my god like he yeah. would he would hype me up nice um or, you know, when I was, like, really tired and I was, like, I cannot talk to anyone. I have a really intense day. Like, Gabe would be, like, okay, Ajay, like, calm down. Like, we got to, like, protect her. Like, it was, Aww, it was, it was amazing. That's nice. I got Sydney, Ty. I love them. They're, it's, Aww. it's pretty Do you guys still all talk? Yes, on and off. Like, we're obviously, like, not as. You're not in the same cities. Right? No, we're not in the same cities. But I, I texted Jay whenever I've seen Gabe, like, many times. Also at auditions and stuff. Right. Um, a recent project I did the past summer, so 2019, he played my boyfriend. So I was like, oh. So the, yeah, the director was like, you're going to have to kiss. And I was like, it's, it's fine. We, we've known we each, know other each other forever. It's like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I adore those people. Holy cow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh. What was I going to ask you? Oh, um, so the school thing. Did your parents give you a hard time at all? No. Or were they good with it? They were honestly amazing. My parents are incredible. I think it's because um, my my dad, he had to go back to high school to, um, you know, like update some courses because originally he went to college, not university, because he didn't really know what he wanted to do. My mom um, graduated late from high school and then went into university late you know, back then it was very regimented on when you went to university and what right. age. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And then my dad just kept getting like working towards his PhD cause that's what he wanted. So like their timelines were very off and they never knew really what they wanted to, not that they never knew what they wanted to do, but they always were very open. So I think they, they were really open with us yeah. of what we wanted to do. My parents are incredible. Like, holy they cow. Sound cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is good. That's so invaluable too, that like they had that experience because it's like, it's not, like as easy as like and especially us like they may have had OAC whereas like I, I, if, they were, if they were going to school in Ontario but like mm. we didn't like you know what OAC is right or do you not is, is that the the grade 13 yeah yes yeah. yes exactly okay. so and like it was dropped like we didn't have that right mm-hmm. and so like it's for for parents to be like oh you're 17 now like gra- or 18 like graduate and like go straight to the and it's like but is this realistic <laughs> like, exactly do we know like you like you know so the, the good it's good that your parents like went through that and then actually like treated you the same and yeah. probably helped too that you're actually booking jobs and like I think that's what really calmed them down because they were like I think they it, I think it was a little unrealistic if I'm being honest to everyone's experience yeah just because like right out of right out of um 
right before I went into university, I booked a job. I booked a lead role of a thing. Yeah. And then that next summer, I booked like all of these projects. I did. Projects. I did a like a lead role on a on a TV show, which I always wanted to do in that following summer. So they were like, "She's good. She's gonna be fine." Yeah. Um, and like yeah. exactly, you were you were not like dropping out to like sit around. Like you were obviously very driven. Exactly. And, like, probably saw that and stuff. So. Yeah. That's awesome. So okay, so after you did, so now you're like you're forgetting about school. You're like f- full time in acting, and mm-hmm. what? So that was reboot where you were living in Vancouver, and yes. then what? After did you just go back to Ottawa? So like, I, I came back to Ottawa. I started. Um, I would go back and forth between Toronto and Ottawa again, just because. I actually started um, dating a guy who lived in Toronto, so like that was a reason. Also, like a lot of friends I made were living in Toronto that were actors so I was back and forth a lot and then I booked a role um I booked a role in about April of 2017 of a movie that shot in Ottawa and uh, my mom was played by Jessalyn Gilsig so she was um, Mrs. Schuster on Glee and oh, I watched yeah. Glee growing up so I was like oh my, my god, god it's she's from Glee um so it was kind of starstruck um yes. so I did that for the next those next two months and then I had two two months off and then I got an offer from that same production company so they were actually the production company that did um Precious Things and then they hired me from an audition um to do Sweetheart which was that movie with Jessalyn and then two months later they texted me the director who had worked with me twice before as well he texted me saying hey do you play soccer and I was like kind of and he was like yes you do and I was like and I was like yeah kind of and he said okay well we might have a role for you and then they contacted my agent saying that they have they had a role for me and it was great because I could work as an Ottawa local so they were also saving money I had already worked with them twice before oh, perfect so it was it was pretty amazing so yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. so you're like getting booked fairly like regularly after yeah that. and I think I think that's what gave my parents like peace of mind they were yeah. like okay she's she's okay she's still working towards something right um but yeah and so now you live in Toronto right or no you still live in Ottawa I still so at the end of 2006 so that was 2017. Yeah, so it was towards the end of 2017, I was in Toronto all the time because of, I was dating that guy in Toronto. Right. I was also, you know, going to auditions, going to acting classes in Toronto, like having meetings in Toronto. So I was here all the time. So then I just said, I'm going to move to Toronto. So I moved to Toronto at the beginning of 2018. Okay, nice. Yeah, so and in January. you've been here since... So I moved back to Ottawa at March of 2019. Okay, that's right. Yes. Okay, because I know when you first got here, I was like, wait, I don't get this. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so then what, why'd you go back? I was mentally not doing well. So oh, okay. I, um, so I lived with my aunt in Oakville at the beginning of 2018 for three months, and then I moved downtown, like, to Young and Bloor, like, and, like core of downtown place. in yeah. my own place, um, and... It was weird because Toronto was like a little lonely for me. Um, I was in a really weird relationship. It was kind of codependent. Um, I felt, um, and it, this is my own thing, but I felt very obliged to take care of him. Oh. Um, he was he was mentally not doing very well at the time, and like I obviously went through a lot of mental struggles when I was thirteen. So I saw what he was going through, and I was trying to help him. Um, but sorry, really quick, were yes. you ever like officially diagnosed with anything or like given any medication? I'm yes, oh, yes. you were. Okay. I take anxiety medication. Um, still to this day still to this day I started taking it when I was in grade 10 okay um, and still to this day I take it and do you have you found that it's helped you a yes. lot yeah and yes that's good and there have been two there was two months I think of last year where I went off of it because I said okay I'm gonna try to wean myself off of it and I couldn't do it like I, oh, I know wow. that it's actually and not that I not that that's a bad thing I now just I know that like it's very important for me to take it yeah yeah and sometimes because there, there's a stigma around medication and people are saying you know like natural like use natural ways to 
um, help yourself deal with things. But some people actually do need medication. Um, I think Kanye West... (laughs) I know, like, Kanye West isn't necessarily, like, a role model for a lot of things. I love Kanye West. But Kanye, he was on David Letterman and um, on the Netflix special, and David Letterman, he was like, oh, yeah, like, you've been diagnosed, right? And he said, yeah, I've been diagnosed with bipolar, and I no longer take medication, and the audience starts clapping. And he said, no, 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 guys, don't start clapping, because I... Like, there are some people that need to take medication, and that is okay. Yeah, it's totally. It's totally fine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, and thank you for telling me. The reason why I asked was because, um, like, I have friends and, and people who have been through similar things, and I think it's so, like, I've never really heard about anything that is so specific. Like, if you have a headache, if you and I both have a headache, both of us taking Advil is going to make our headache go away. Yes. But, like, if we both have the same anxiety thing, the medication could work wonders for you and, like, throw me off a cliff or I shouldn't use that term, but yeah. like, no. do you know what I mean? It's, it's 100% and true. And like, it's just so, and like, I've had, um, I have like a really close friend recently that had been on Adderall since she was like a kid and uh, she just like slowly started like weaning herself off and she's like, there's a few side effects, but she's like, I feel so much better. And so it's like such um, an important thing to audit. And so like, exactly. it sounds like you have been in touch with yeah. your situation and you're like nope it's something that helps me and like you take it's, and like that's good it, because the thing is it's brain chemistry like the, well, first of all the brain is an organ that people don't necessarily understand it's hard to, you can't really operate on it because it's like it's yeah. so integral like you can operate on a heart more easily than you could operate on the brain Yeah. and um, people don't like doctors fully don't understand it and neuroplasticity and all that stuff and the thing is like the, the specific neurons that could be causing my anxiety um, it's basically from what I understand, it's like anxiety is caused when there's too many um, neurotransmitters put into the synapse. I don't know if this makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> put, no, in, it is, it is. put into the synapse, um, and so there's there's too much stimulation. So then you, you your brain you just keep thinking about everything. That's my personal mm-hmm. thing. But for different people, it can be different neurotransmitters. It can be different neurons. I think so. Yeah. That's I think what. The, the, the different medications is I'm not I'm not fully like I no but that was still a good a, a, a good description and, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes like um the other thing I've heard and like personally experienced like I've had like situational anxiety like I've had mm-hmm. so like I wouldn't say that I have it all the time but like there was a year period where I was like having panic attacks and having it very frequently mm-hmm. but then like perhaps there's some like I, again I don't know the brain terms yeah. either but like there could be some other part that like like fights that yes. or something on its own whereas like someone else needs like medication and then like that like I don't know it's it's and so we, we also don't know the effects of like certain foods or certain yeah. chemicals or things that we're using so I don't know maybe or like when I was, air even it, living it, here exactly. as opposed to like the country or something so maybe when I was 13 having because I was having consistent panic attacks at that time mm. so maybe when I was 13 having panic attacks maybe I was eating too much I don't know wheat I mean I I know I don't have a gluten intolerance now but like maybe I was eating too much wheat at that time Time. and that was affecting me and now I built up a tolerance I don't know I have no idea what's actually like happening but that's the thing like no one really knows so you do have to like audit and like kind of like yeah, you know, be under- self-aware. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, we'll get back to what we were talking about really yeah, no quick, worries. but I wanted to just ask you, um, and I hope you're, uh, hopefully you're okay with me asking oh, this. I'm open. Was it like um, anything that was like, could you pinpoint what was triggering you or was it so random? It was social anxiety. 100%. So like anytime you're in a group of people or like... Uh, I think it was it was more so I was scared I was being annoying and I was scared I okay. people weren't going to like me. I, I have a very big thing with acceptance and feeling okay. accepted. Um, and I like that's obviously something like I work on. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 
surrounding that. So whenever I was in school, when I went into middle school, grade seven, eight, my whole friend group kind of like dispersed from elementary school, which is kind of normal, but I felt like I didn't have anyone and I felt very Mm. anxious about trying to find someone to sit with at lunch. And then I would have, there were, I had a lot of bullies, people pick on me. So me going to school and then also because of that, because the bullies would like pick on me, it was, I was an easy target. If I got in trouble with a teacher, then that would be another easy target. And I didn't want attention drawn to myself. I know it's very right. ironic that I go into acting. Yeah. <laughs> but I've heard a couple of other actors say that too, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. But okay, yeah. And you did mention that before. I just was, wasn't was sure if it was like anything specific. So it's just very like social. and like- Yes, it's very social. And I just get, I think I get overwhelmed easily. I think that's what it is right now. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I, but I definitely, I think it's a dual anxiety and depression thing that I have. Okay. I'm If I'm thinking back to it. Um, but the problem is, is when I was 13, um, and going through that, I was, I was very manic. Like I was in a Mm. manic state a lot of the times and I asked my parents how I was and that's how they described it. Um, and so I can't even fully self-reflect on what I was going through because I was in a manic state and I couldn't process things properly either because I was going through so much and I actually wasn't on medication until I was in grade 10. So two years later. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what was going on, but yeah. Plus puberty doesn't help with all of that. Lots of hormones going through. Yeah. So yeah. That's what, that's what, um, like th- those couple of years that I was like really bad like I I was on the wrong birth control and like as soon as I got off of it it completely went away mm-hmm. and it was because like my ho- my estrogen was double w- of what it should have been and that's like, another thing. something as simple as that like affects your whole body like, like some other things that you're taking to help other parts of your body may yeah. be conflicting with like a different like your brain or yeah. your I don't know everything else it's crazy it everything's crazy. connected it is um, yeah, sorry. Thanks for telling me that. I was just curious about. No um, and so, but hopefully now, like you're on this medication, like yes. you're doing, you're feeling I, healthy. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm okay. very open about mental health and everything. I also actually nice. um, went through an eating disorder in the past. I'm fine now, but it was it was very bad in 2018, 2019. Oh shit! So just so recently, it was recent. Yeah, I mean, not all of 2019. Beginning of 2019. That's one of the reasons. Is this why coming I moved home. out of your relationship, relationship. you were telling me about? It, he did, definitely didn't cause it. The relationship definitely didn't cause it, but it did amplify it. I was definitely having um, eating disorder thoughts before that. I think it was amplified by the um, uh, by the film industry mm. and you know your image and everything. And Can also, I ask which direct, which um, type of eating disorder? So uh, I never got diagnosed or anything, um, but what I can from what I've read I'm pretty sure it was so in grade 10 and grade 11 it was definitely um orthorexia so I was very like regimented on what I ate and like very healthy like whatever was healthy and clean I ate um and I think it was a way to control my anxiety yes (laughs) it will the thing is yes but but me it was very extreme okay like I was like it would I would have anxiety like I would not I would I couldn't go to parties because like they would have like oh, it was it was I very see. it was okay. affecting my life like your life yeah, yeah yeah you weren't just like picking a salad over a hamburger exactly it like, okay. and it was and so it kind of got it was always there but it was like not dormant but it was just kind of like in the background like it wasn't right. really like showing its face it wasn't really having too much of an effect um, and then I remember going into and this is another problem is like when I started kind of in the industry, that's when my body started changing and like developing into a woman. Right. And so because I was like, I usually played younger when I was 18, I started, I was playing 15. So I was like, always like, Oh my God, I can't get hips. I can't like, I was, I had this, I had this image of myself that I wanted and 
Like, no you, one pressure. You're going to play those roles the rest of your life. Exactly. Like, not. <laughs> it was not realistic. Yeah. And also, no one really pressured me into that. So it's not like it was, it was definitely me yeah. doing that. Um, Which is like fair to be fearful of because you're enjoying what you're doing. You're having success in that category. Mm -hmm. Like you want to stay there. And also coming into the Toronto market, you see all these girls that have grown up and you start comparing yourself to them. And Mm -hmm. obviously like I think there was body dysmorphia going on because I think I didn't look like significantly different than them. But definitely body dysmorphia and I was comparing myself. Um, But yeah, so anyways, um, orthorexia and I think then it went into... um, not anorexia, but it was definitely like um, binge purging. Okay. So it was definitely a binge eating disorder in 2018. Okay. Um, and it was, I think it was a thing of, um, I think I would restrict myself because I was scared of gaining weight. Um, and then when I would go through a stressful time, a lot of it was induced by, in, in that relationship, um, I would then, what my coping mechanism was, was to go to food. And also, my body was hungry because I was, like, malnourished. So there were dual things. Like, I think regardless of being anxious and all that stuff, or having all those, like, stressors in my life, I I would have eaten anyways. But I think there was just dual things. So it was, like, amplified even more. Yeah. Yeah. And your body also was, like, probably craving necessary, like, things that you weren't getting. So that's, like, even more. And it it was very up and down, you know, like, at the, towards the beginning of the year, it was very, very hard and then towards the summer I kind of gotten on, on a, um it was more it was more level I was definitely eating more level and then it was towards the end of the year it tipped off and I was not mm. doing very well yeah and so then it was that did your parents know any of this was going on like how did you make um, the decision to go home so I think it was two so I obviously I I see my parents for Christmas and I actually also went back home for I think it was it was for uh, my sister's graduation July of 2018 and then I went back for my birthday August 25th and then I went back for Thanksgiving and then my parents and family came to Oakville for Christmas so I saw them four times throughout the year and um I think my parents knew something was wrong with the relationship specifically with my, my mom I keep I'm very open with her and about mental health um too and so she would hear all the stories about my boy my ex-boyfriend and and how I was kind of trying to help him and all that stuff um and uh and what was going on and um so she definitely knew that there was something wrong and then I think when I went back to Ottawa in February because I went to back to just visit and do a convention with her um I remember I remember her being like I am a little like worried about you um and then at the end of end of February like I no one made the decision for me I made the decision to come home I definitely needed to be with family and I missed being with family and I wasn't I think I think the relationship it became codependent and this is both of us like it's not just him or me it's like both of us I think what happened at the beginning of the year is of 2018 um he was not doing very very well I was trying to help him and so he was also very insecure and I think he was very not he wasn't controlling but he was very jealous of other people so to try to help him with that I would kind of isolate myself from other people and only Mm. hang out with his friends um because I knew that it would make him feel more comfortable right um and because of that then going through the middle of the year and he started doing better towards like the summer of 2018 I but at that point I kind of isolated myself from my friends Mm -hmm. and so I felt very trapped um and it was definitely very codependent not that I didn't like his friends but like it was very, it was you very codependent. Of your own friends, too. Exactly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so then we broke up in October. So it was, it, de- it was definitely a codependent relationship towards the end. And um, 
so yeah and then I came back in 2019 and then yeah nice I know you're obviously like happy with the decision oh to move my back. goodness yes a hundred percent like I'm ve- I'm doing very well like the past I think it's towards the end of 2019 or 2018 and beginning of 2019 were the hardest that was the hardest part and then once I got through that I think about probably May-ish of 2019 I was like on the uphill like I was very much like doing well so good. it's good yeah I'm so happy to hear that mm-hmm. um okay so then you moved home mm-hmm. um and and then like are you still acting during this period or did you take some time off so 2000 so towards the 2000 uh, the end of 2018 I switched agents oh okay um, and what made you do that pardon what made you do that um I well I wasn't booking anything but that's not them it, I felt like there was a disconnect I didn't I wasn't um I didn't feel as comfortable like calling them chatting with them as much I think it was just like personality I think I was also changing as a person and I don't think it like it just it meshed anymore so I met with an agent that I'd met with initially like back when I wanted to get a Toronto agent and I remembered him and he was amazing and he was the only one I met with I wanted to sign with him and I signed with him um my old agency like they have a two-month hold period once you decide to leave so then I officially switched over in February I booked a role right before I went back home to Ottawa. So I filmed like a small role of a um, an indie film called The Marijuana Chronicles, The Marijuana Conspiracy, I believe now it's called. And then I moved home in March, and then I went on a trip to Turks and Caicos with my mom, Aww, um, which nice. was very nice. And then when I was in Turks and Caicos, I found out I got the Emmy nomination. Stop. So it was like wild. Yes, I need to hear about <laughs> So I was this. like, this is affirming, like I made the right decision. I got a nomination. Great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And what was that for exactly? That was for the lead role of Vera in Reboot the Guardian Code, the thing that I'd filmed in 2017, but it was released in 2018. So then it was for the 19 yeah. Emmys. Yes. And how funny that that was supposed to be an Asian yes. uh, ethnic and then they were just like no whatever we'll just try it I'm, and like uh, so yeah like I had a bunch of things against me because obviously when they're when they come up with casting calls and like make those um, decisions obviously it goes through a bunch of producers and like mm-hmm. executive producers it was already tied to YTV so all the execs at YTV had to approve like okay these are the ethnicities we're, we're looking for so I definitely there were definitely executive <laughs> or there were definitely the showrunner and I think one of the producers definitely had to fight for me to get that role wow so I'm very very grateful it's I I'm yeah. very very lucky that's awesome so um and what was the category that you're so I don't for? remember exactly it was uh I think it was um uh best acting in a special class children's program or family program I believe I think that's what the category is called I should know but I I don't really <laughs> it sounds long though yes but I was in the same category as Edward Norton yeah so. which is that's insane yeah do you remember who else was in the category no, there was uh, the the girl who won was nine, I believe, and she's she was the lead role of Dino Dana. She was from Toronto, and I was like, yeah, oh, wow. Canada. Um, I didn't get to meet Edward Norton, which I was very sad about. Damn, but did I you go to sad. the Emmy? I did. Okay, tell yes. us about this experience. So I found out that I got um, the nomination at the end of March. I was freaking out. Obviously, I told my new agent. He was like, "Whoa, this is wild!" Because I just signed with him. Yeah. Um, and so then I start, I reconnect with the showrunner and the executive producers of Reboot, because obviously I filmed in 2017, this is now 2019. So it'd been two years, and they, um, Netflix covered, like, my flight, I brought my mom as my date, it was very, Aww. very nice. My mom bought her Emmy dress in Turks and Caicos. Oh, that's, nice. Yes, it was, it was like the next day, we're like, we're going shopping for dresses. There weren't a lot of options, but, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think it was the beginning of April that we went to L.A. We decided to go for a week and a half, I believe. And so I went to the Emmys. It was wild. I've never, I had never done a red carpet. Red carpets take three hours to do. You're waiting in a line to go in. You're getting, you're getting sweaty and you just did your makeup and it's crazy. But the thing was, was everyone was so nice. I was standing like in a corner in the shade and this other girl comes over. She's like, hey, I forget her name, but she was on a soap opera. Um, and she was like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, oh, you know, what are you nominated for? She's like, oh, I'm nominated for, like, best actor and um, actress in a in a daytime soap. I won last year. Like, she she's obviously, like, a very accomplished actress. She's like, hi, nice to meet you. She was so nice. Um, and she kind of gave me the rundown. She was like, by the way, you're going to ha- go into the buffet. Um, there's a buffet, like, reception area after the red carpet. Try to find something to eat because the show is so long. It's like four hours to get through. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, she gave me a lot of tips. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and, but the problem was, is that I had a horrible cold. No. About that day. So I was like in the car, like going to the Emmys. Also, you leave at like, the, the show starts at seven, but I get picked up from West Hollywood in uh at 3 p.m right because then like you do like all the pre-interviews and like carpet and stuff crazy who did you interview with did you do any interviews um... i did an interview with e-talk i think i think it's online somewhere i'm in i'm in like it's like a two-hour like video yeah yeah my mom found it she was very happy they Uh, interviewed my mom she was (laughs) so me and my mom were standing there and she was like so mom did you ever did you know that hannah was always gonna be a star and my mom's like no and i didn't want her to it was a lot of driving but i'm very (laughs) proud of her it was so cute oh yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. what a fun experience yeah and um so you're so the the girl who won was nine, I guess. Yes, I think and, nine or eleven or some somewhere. some young like age. Yeah. Do you remember what Ed Norton was nominated for? Cause he was think of a show. He in that was category. nominated for a Netflix show. He was, but it was a kids show. I know. So I'm just trying I to think know. of like, what that is. Me neither. Maybe, but the thing is, maybe it's a U.S. Netflix production. Oh, it's not likely. in Canada. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that the CSAs were before the Emmys, obviously, and the show happened, and the nominations were before. And because I didn't get nominated for a CSA, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get nominated for an Emmy. Like, that's really random. Yeah. You know? Because um, it's a bigger market yeah. for the U.S. So I was very shocked. It was it was, that's it awesome. was crazy. Yeah. And I always, like, I always say this because I, in my experience, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love this country and everything, but I feel like everyone here is wants to claim people after they've had success. Yes. They don't want to, like acknowledge them before that like as soon as like drake really started blowing up and was like oh he's from toronto you guys know that right he's from canada yeah like you guys and everyone's like oh like right but like where were you before like when he was like passing out cds and shit like that like you were you know what i mean like i feel like we have that happening here whereas like the u.s like they'll just see talent like we can make money off of you exactly and they're just much more like you know it's wild it's a it's a different thing in hollywood in la I went to a, um, a lunch interview or a lunch meeting, just like getting to know this producer, um, this big producer. And then I had a meeting with uh, a manager or an agency down there. It was very weird. They, I mean, they were great, yeah. but it was a very different thing than Toronto. Explain your firsthand experience of the difference. Well, the producer, I mean, the producer's amazing. He also, like, paid for, like, the dinner or the lunch for me and my mom. He was like, I yeah, got it. It's totally fine. That, but that's standard business. Yes. That's standard business. Yes. Um, but, he, but he was very open, open about it. So his dad works with my aunt. So oh, that's cool. that's how we knew him. It's actually not through my agent or anything. It's through him. 
and his name's Dennis, and he like he works for the production company that produced like Alice in Wonderland and all this stuff, oh, like cool. Maleficent, like crazy big movies. And he said, I don't really know how to help you because I'm more the money side of it. But he gave me lots of tips, and he was really really nice. Oh, nice. The um, meeting I had was very weird. Um, I don't think because I was I don't think I was prepared for it. Um, because she was like, oh, when did you, you know, are you planning on getting your Greek card? And I said, oh, yeah, like, I, I don't have it yet. And she, I think she was, like, turned off by that. She was like, oh, she's not even in, in the right headspace. Um, and it was just, we didn't, I think personalities-wise, it's it's very cutthroat there. And yeah. I think personality, like, completely, I'm very open and just like, hi, nice to meet you. And it was very, like, like direct right? Um, with that meeting. Interesting. Yeah. But the producer was very nice, but also, like, I wasn't, it's not like I was going to work with the producer. Yeah. It was just kind of to getting to know him and asking questions. Nice. So, yeah. Um, and actually, you sort of answered my next question for me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, are, is the plan ever to go to LA and, like, do some auditions and stuff out there or? Yes, but not right now. I do want to solidify myself in Toronto and I do love Toronto. I do love being in Canada. Um, I do, like, I want my home base to be in Canada, I think. Mm-hmm. And then to fly to L.A. whenever On I, eyes yeah, eyes. yeah. So I'll fly to L.A. for and, like, stay there for two months. And then right. I'll come home. I don't think I ever want to fully live in L.A. Um, but, I mean, like, never say never. I'm only 22. I have yeah. no idea. Maybe when I'm 30, I'm like, I want the sun. I just want, like, all-around summer. I'm there. I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. Yeah, I'm it's so horrible outside right now. Oh, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So... Okay, so, and, and where are you, like, right, right now? Like, what's happening right now? So, I did a, uh, a movie in the summer of 2019, um, and I have ADR for it, actually, I think, next week. And do you want to tell everyone what ADR is? ADR is... Oh, ADR. Yes, ADR. Okay, um, maybe, I don't even know what this is. I'm I thinking that it's, it's an audio thing. It, it is an audio thing. Oh, okay. I don't know what it stands for, auto-dubbing, recording, or something. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I don't, I don't know what it, I, that's <clears throat> not it, but it's... That kind of gives a good example of what it is. Basically, you go into a booth and any lines that they missed because, like, the lav wasn't turned on or the boom mic was – it was windy outside, all that stuff. You have to re-record it, it and then they just fit it in. Okay, cool. So, Okay, yeah. that's what I thought about. I don't know why I would think EDR. ADR makes so much more sense because yeah. audio, like what you said. Yes. But I don't know why – yeah. Um, but everyone knows. Yeah, but there's a video – there's actually a video of Hugh Jackman doing ADR for like, I think I've Wolverine, seen that. And yeah. he's, like, going off in the booth. I'm like, that is my – dream yeah. you're amazing i love you that's so yeah. funny so sorry you were saying you have you have some of that to do yes i have that in i'm doing that next week i believe so i think on the 18th or the 19th it's not confirmed yet and then I for which project it's for oh it's called a widow's nightmare but the name is definitely going to change that's just like the working title um and i think it's going to premiere on lifetime in the states i don't know where it premieres in canada it's always like very like you know up in the air but i think it's definitely going to lifetime in the states nice um and then right now, I'm just auditioning. Um, it's pretty slow right now, I think, because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Forgot about that yeah. for the last little bit. <laughs> but also, also, I'm in a weird stage in my career right now where I do look young, but also, like, my voice is definitely, it's not, like, up here. It kind of can be up here, but, like, where I naturally talk is very down here. Yeah. And... I have an older demeanor, if that makes sense, yep. but I have a young face. Mm-hmm. And also I have an older, not body, but I look older, like in, in terms of like looking at me overall, but my face is very young. Yeah. So it's like a weird 15 thing to, would be hard, but like 18 would work. Like. Exactly. But at the same time, I think people would, well, 
you know, a casting directors and my agent has said, people would look at you and say, she's not 18 because of the way I carry myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is what I said to you too, yes, right? I was exactly. Like, you could have told me 25 and I would have believed you. Not because you looked that age, but you're just like demeanor and everything like that. Exactly. So it's definitely a weird, I think a, a weird time in my career. And, and apparently my agent told me he's like, this age, like 22 is definitely always a weird age for all actors. Interesting. Because it's, it's, it's a, it's a transition period. You right. can either look really old for your age or really young for your age or right on the dot. And it's always like, it's a little whack hmm. at this age. So I'm like, okay, I'll just kind of like, I'll go with the flow. But I'm also doing my school. I'm doing online at Queens. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing two courses this semester. I'm doing my, um, microeconomics, which is not like, that's more of an elective. And then I'm doing human cell physiology. Cool. And uh, and then I'm doing my acting class in Toronto. I'm starting that up in April again. And then I'm doing some work for my aunt and a few other uh, companies. So I run their social media and oh, I help nice. them kind of brand themselves. So it because I'm I'm just like a busybody, as you can tell by like yeah. me constantly being on the train. I like to do things. Yeah. And yeah. so I also I also like to I, I want I want to keep busy. It's also like a way to make money. I also still do the princess party sometimes. Oh, good. So it's it keeps me on my toes. Um but also um hopefully like that that social media branding thing I could eventually like build it up where I can hire other actors and give them possibly an income. Yeah. You know? People that or students, people that I know that have been like me that need an income and they don't have one. Yeah. That's a very easy thing, a mobile thing that they could do even on set or on their weekends from set, even if they're, they are working. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I want to do. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, are you training back to Ottawa today then? Yes, I am. D- tell me you did not <laughs> train from Ottawa here this morning. No, I did not. Okay. I was like, I came, holy shit. <laughs> I came on Tuesday. So oh, okay. So you've been here for a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. And I was supposed to have the headshot shoot headshot shoot on Wednesday and then that got canceled because she feels sick right um so and obviously a yes smart cancellation yes very very and then I stayed at my aunt's on or I went to visit my aunt's on uh on Wednesday so yesterday and then I went to my friend's house last night and just hung out with her amidst all the news that was coming out about coronavirus oh my god <laughs> we're like screaming we're like NBA is canceled Tom Hanks is infected no <laughs> And then, but then we went to sleep and had a really nice sleep in the morning. Oh, nice. And then I'm going back today. And you're going back today. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I guess we're like up to date then with you. Yes. Oh, so what are you going to end up graduating with? Um, A Bachelor of Science. I haven't picked my major yet. Okay, cool. Yeah. So You have ways to go though, right? Because you're doing it part-time. Yeah, but I still, because um, you have to complete full first year, I think, or a certain amount of courses before you can transfer things over. So I do have courses from Ottawa U. That, but I don't know what they'll take, and I can't even I can't um, send them my transcript yet because I haven't done a full first year. If that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I have to do that, and then I can send it to them, and then they can tell me how many courses they're actually taking, and then oh, I'll okay. have like more of a an outline, an of, like, idea. Of yeah, your... how many courses I've left. Cool. But I enjoy school, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. like it. So, um, okay. Before I let you go, I'm actually just curious. What's like? Um, what would be like your goal project to sort of jump on in the next couple of years? My mom always says, she's like, Hannah, you should be in a Marvel movie. You should be in a Marvel movie. You should be a Disney princess. I'm like, okay, mom, do you want to call up Disney? Like call up the head of Disney and like tell them, like, I don't know how to do that, but I would, I would love to be in a Marvel movie. I would love to be the She-Hulk. I know they're um, casting that right now for a TV show, but I would love to be the movie version of it. I, I freaking love Mark Ruffalo. Like, holy shit. He's, I adore him. I would love to play his daughter if that's Aww. like the She-Hulk storyline. Um, I think so. I'd want to do that. I want to do an action movie, which kind of falls in line with that. Um, and I and I want to do a bunch of in, independent projects with up and coming directors. That's really like my my kind of field. I love 
doing hard-hitting, like, kind of messed up characters that have a lot emotionally going on. Nice. Um, and that, uh, yeah, I just, I, I want to do a lot of more independent projects where it's less, I know that's kind of conflicting with the Marvel thing, but it's less produced. There's less influence from, not necessarily producers, but it's, it's more so about telling a story as opposed to making money. Yeah. Um, a really good story and really working with a great director that we can really collaborate on and really like create a character. That's the things. Those are the things that I want to do. Nice. So awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me about the sneakers you brought today. So I brought, I don't even know what they're called. Uh, so they have rocks oh, in the bottom they're, of they're them. They're Nike free runs. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you know this. They're Nike free runs. Um, they are... Um, a mix they're like salt and pepper colored kind of um, and I got them when did I get I them? I have two pairs of them as well oh really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my only pair <laughs> um, I uh, I got them at the end of 2018 I believe um, and uh, and I started I started working out in 2019 that's really what helped me kind of get oh. over that hump I really started working out I've also I've gotten new ones because these aren't really supportive for running like really yeah. hard hitting running because I was walking a lot before and doing a lot of like weightlifting. but these really helped me through like mentally and um yeah and then I, I use them all the time to walk downtown Toronto so I feel I feel like they're very like instrumental like my journey and then also I still use them to go for walks which is very therapeutic for me I love doing nature walks Awesome. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yes. And what's um, one piece of advice you'd give to somebody walking like a similar path to to yours? Um, I would say you need to love yourself first. Like focus on loving yourself first. Because when I started this in this industry, it was a lot about getting acceptance from other people. Like if I, I went into an audition and the casting director smiled at me and said, good job, I would leave and I'd be like, yes. But if they didn't say that and I could have done a great job and they were just like, great, thanks. I, I would have felt horrible. So it's about, I, I think, just figuring out what you want to do, understanding um, why you're doing it, loving what you're doing, and then kind of having a gauge of yourself and doing it for yourself. Doing it for the joy to fill yourself as opposed to trying to prove anything to anyone else. Um, I think that's the, the main thing. And I think that applies to all industries. Like, do it for yourself and to make yourself happy, no one else. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Um, so that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can follow Hannah on Instagram. I'm going to get her to spell it for you because <laughs> I uh, threw my pen away before I wrote it down. So just spell out your Instagram um, It is my name, Hannah Van Bygart. So H-A-N-N-A-H-V-A-N-D-E-N-B-Y-G-A-A-R-T. And no underscores, right? No underscores. It's or just like, like very like simple. Just, okay. Yeah. Perfection. Uh, and you guys can follow the podcast at Coming Up In My Sneakers. And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a five-star review, it would be more than welcome. So please feel free to do that if you like. Leave a five-star review. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, have a great week, guys, and don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers.